Welcome to another exciting episode of the Toy Podcast with your favorite host. My name is Togozani and I'm with Benjamin. Hey, what's up, my friend? Hey, doing all right, Togozani. Good, 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 good. Uh, good. Right uh, into action, eh? Exactly. Well, well. <laughs> We, it's been so long since we've actually gotten yes, together. So, yes, yes, yes. So I feel like we've got all this pent up goodness that we need to share. Which is good. Yes, this Which is, is good. good. Yeah, it's, time, it's time for that release. Yes, yes. So today I had a really good topic. Yes. So I wanted to talk about cost versus values. You know, when you're looking at things, right? Yes. You're going to spend money. You want something that's going to give you good value. Yes, yes. So... I want to do this with games, especially since we're in the holiday season, right? Yeah. We're yeah, going to go out, yeah. buy presents for each yeah. other, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, we're going to go out and we're going to get these things, mm-hmm. gift ideas, whatever. Yes. So I just wanted to go over some of the basic things and just talk about where we can find these things and those types of, yeah. of things. So first, um, I kind of separated it into four groupings for games. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So I did Fire the, away, So friend. I did the first grouping, which I yeah. call like the basic games. Yeah. So this is going to be... Obviously, it's not limited to, but it's going to be yeah. like, okay, your Uno, Skippo, Phase yes. 10, Ludo, uh, Checkers, Chest or Drots, whichever one you want to call them, yeah. Chinese Checkers, Battleships, Playing Cards, Zombie Dice, yeah. etc. Those those type of ones, you know? Yeah. Very kind of mm-hmm. basic games. A lot mm-hmm. of families already have these, you yeah. know, your Monopoly, whatnot. But you already have yeah. a lot of these games, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to think of, okay, these are very basic games. Most people yes. know these games on that list they know at least three maybe four or five of those games at least hold that thought my friend okay go for it uh there's something that uh you mentioned earlier okay that piqued my interest okay okay firstly let me just uh explain the difference between cost and value ah yes okay sure and then i'll let you have the floor okay all right all right cool (laughs) uh the cost is what you spend to buy exactly. or to produce the product, right? Yes. Uh, the price is, uh, I would say, what you charge or the, re- the the reward for the service or product. Okay, and right? then the value. And then the value is what the customer believes the product or the service is worth to them. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So today we're talking cost versus value. Exactly. Or I would say price versus value. Yes. Of of toys. Exactly. Toys, games, yes. Yes. My friend, the flow is yours. All right. <laughs> so the reason yeah. why I was talking about this and yes. the reason why I was thinking about it is, once again, like I said, it's the holiday season. It's the festive season. Yes. We're going to yes. be giving gifts. We're going to be gi- receiving these gifts. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think about it, we need to think about the value. Yeah. So we need to think of, okay, not only what it's going to cost. So yes. these basic games, I gave a price range of about 50 Rand yes. up to about 400 for the basic games are around yeah. in that area. Yeah. yeah. Because you can usually find them for around that, mm-hmm. sometimes even cheaper. Yeah. Um, like we were actually talking, we were talking about um, uh, code names, right? You found yes. it at... Uh, Oh, by the way, uh, Code Names, which happens to be one of my favorite board yes. games. Yes. So uh, while I was shopping at uh, My China, yes, you know, I found it for half the price of what um, uh, most of the gaming shop, gaming uh, shops, uh, uh, retails, common retail stores, yes, yeah, sell them for. You know exactly. And 
uh, coming back to the idea of cost versus value. Exactly. Uh, I like that you brought you brought that up because I bought that game that board game at uh, my China, which does not sell to the niche market. Yes. It sells to everyone. General. It's very general it's sales. General, yes. You know. So the value of the same board game at my China is different to the to 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 its value when you put it into the uh, tabletop gaming group. Yes. You yes. Know? They they value it differently. Exactly. Which yeah. is actually part of the reason why yeah. I want to talk about this. Yes. So it's not just that, but it's also, so when we look at the value, yes. um, I put several things in there. One, enjoyment. Yeah. Enjoyment is something that we value, right? True. The True. other yes. is the engagement. So yeah. the engagement we have with family, with friends while we're playing these games. And yeah. then there was one other thing and that we'll I had. And we meeting with a lot of family members this exactly. uh, festive season. Exactly. Yeah. And then the third one was, um, crud, my brain stopped. Uh, the social element. The social, yes. Yeah. So your social interactions. Yes. So each game is going to have different levels of these. Yes. Okay. Because a basic gamer is more of, like you said, it's more family side. It's more it's very family. general. Yes. Right? Yes. So and, like you said. And it covers uh, all ages. Exactly. Usually yeah. can cover all ages. And yeah. most of these games that we've talked of are actually very much like that. Yeah. There are some that are a little bit more complex, like your Skip Bow, your Phase 10. Yeah. Um, those ones are going to be a little bit more complex, so you have oh, to have yeah. a, be a higher age. Yes, but and, a, and a bit of understanding of how the board game dynamics work. Exactly, like exactly. Yeah. That's the reason why I classified these ones as more of the basic, uh-huh. because once again, it's more of a family game versus... Yeah. Uh, your niche market, your board games and whatnot, card true, games. True. So you don't have to have a huge understanding as long as you're playing with your family or your friends. Yeah. You'll probably be able to play the game. So and that's the reason why I gave it that, the the basic. Mm-hmm. So the next one that I said was novice games. And I call it novice as in, you know, the people that are first starting getting into these more oh, complex yes. board games and whatnot. Yeah. And these ones range usually from about 450 to about 2,000. Yeah. And once again, I gave it more of novice. So these ones I've included like Cluedo, yeah. uh, Pandemic, yes. King of Tokyo, yes. Yes. Uh, Love Letters, yes. a lot of trivia games. Yeah. The game that we played uh, last time we went to uh, Wings, Timeless. Wingspan. Wingspan and yeah. Azul. Actually, Azul, Wingspan. Yes, Azul. Wingspan. By the way, I saw Azul for at... Uh, my China again for about 250. Ooh, I might have to go to my China now. Yeah. I might have to go to my China <laughs> yeah, now. It's about that was yeah, a really it. good game. Yeah, I saw it. And there, the yeah. reason why I included these um, in this is because you don't have to have a huge knowledge of it. Yeah. These are the type of games that you could play with somebody. Maybe they're still into more family variety yeah. because these still have mm-hmm. all of that enjoyment in there of a family game. And they're easy to learn. They're easy to learn, yeah. but they're just like a step up, yeah. if you would say. Yeah. And obviously this goes from very basic to mm-hmm. more complex yeah. in there. Yeah. But even in the novice games, there's going to be more complex mm-hmm. novice games that I would call yeah. them versus that. So you kind of understand it. Yeah. But yes, now it sounds like I'm going to have to go to uh, my China. <laughs> but 
But by the way, my friend, yes. <laughs> now that uh, we are uh, speaking, uh, uh, we are talking value. Uh, there are games that are cheap, yes, to buy, but have huge amounts of value. True, you very know, true. You look at uh, your playing cards. Yes, playing cards are very cheap to buy. It's almost yes. less than twenty bucks, but you can. Play a whole lot of varied, uh, various games. Exactly. You know, using them. Exactly. You know, depending on which era you grew up in. Well, you know, you can play Crazy Eight. You can play whatever. You know, even even yeah. beyond that, because yeah. even nowadays you can still look up the old instructions for those games. Uh huh. Yes. Because uh, I remember when I was growing up, one of the ones we used to play a lot with was actually playing cards. Yeah. Which was part of the reason why I put it under the basic games. Yes. Because you can have some as simple as. Um, the what's it called? Uh, draw five, five draw, five draw. Yes, right. Yes. Very basic poker five yes. draw game. Yes, and you could yes. go as complex as playing something like cribbage or or yeah. uh, spades, hearts. You know those those type of games. And, and the funny thing is, uh, uh, playing cards is one of the oldest. It is uh, games around. Is. You know, one of the oldest. You know, but it's still around. And still going strong. And it's very common. Very common. You can find those at petrol stations yeah. Yeah. sometimes. Uh, I mean, you can find playing cards at petrol station, but the same playing cards are used at casinos. Exactly. Where millions uh-huh. are exchanged. Exactly. Every day. And you can you can get <laughs> you know? them for as cheap as a, a few rand for for a yeah. pack of cards. Yeah. To yeah. Even more for the really fancy ones. Yeah. And I've seen some fancy <laughs> playing cards. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. I completely agree. Yeah. And so when you're looking at these games, once again, you want to look at okay, the inclusivity. Yes. How how inclusive can you get? How many people mm-hmm. will be able to play? And also, mm-hmm. would your family enjoy that? Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at these games, once again, it's it's mainly you want to say, okay, this is a game that I could play with my family. For example, like I put in there, um, Pandemic, right? Yes. One of my wife's favorite games. That is a co-op game. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're not really going to find many co-op games yeah. in the basic games uh-huh. because there really aren't basic games that are co-ops because uh-huh. that hasn't become popular. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but this is a very simple game, easy to play. It'd be more complex among the novice, but it's still a very simple game mm-hmm. and enjoyable, which makes it fun, which is the main idea. If it's not something that you're going to enjoy, because there's people out there that yeah. love trivia games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind them, mm-hmm. but they're not my favorite. <laughs> you understand? So it's it just depends. Yeah. I guess uh, you love games that are more on the social element. Yes, yes. Uh, I I do as well. Uh, but what what I've seen uh, uh, as well is uh, there are certain games that both have the social element mm. and a bit of trivia. Yes, and we can then put them. And the classic games. They could be more of a classic game, yeah. You know, yeah. And you can have classic games, um, but like I said, it's more of, once again, it's going to be how is it inclusive yeah. is it, how yeah. many people are going to play it, how many people are actually going to be interested in yeah. it. Yeah. Now, my friend, here's another game 
that okay. you and I both love. And I like the fact that you don't actually need to have equipment to actually play this game. Oh, yes. And this game has been around for the longest time. It's, it's as old as uh, playing cards. And the game is Ludo. Ludo, yes. Okay, yeah. You know, you can draw a, a Ludo board, uh, you know, on the street mm. and just play using whatever you can find. Yeah. As long as you have uh, rolling dice. Yes. As long as you have uh, dice that you can play with, uh, then you're good to go. You know, if you really want to get complex with that, right? <laughs> yeah. With your Ludo. <laughs> yeah. If you have two pieces of paper, yeah. you can actually make paper dice. You see. <laughs> you see. Yeah. Then you just have to worry about the wind. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, so with Ludo, you know, uh, it remains a classic game. Mm. And you don't really need to have a lot of equipment. No, you don't. So that means the cost is low. Yes. But the playability, the social element is very high. It can be, yes. Yes. You know. So that's one thing I appreciate about games like that. So yes. we can then classify that as that one's still one of the basic ones. Yes. The basic but it, one. it is a classic game, but it yeah. is a basic game. Exactly. It's very much a family game. Yeah. Um those ones and the reason why I put those ones in that is yeah. because you can find those actually they're very common. Those yeah. those games that I mentioned. Yes. Because you could actually go I was at um I saw Uno and Skippo yeah. over at um Checkers. Yeah. I saw Ludo and a whole bunch of other ones over at mm -hmm. uh, the crazy store. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it was like 50 Rand for a thing of Ludo. I was like, hey, yeah. there you go. See? You see. Yeah. You, could, you could get it really inexpensive. Yeah. So I saw, I saw Ludo uh, at uh, Ludo Snakes and Lettuce in my China, but it's just a small one for yeah. about 10, 15 bucks. Really? Oh, that's yeah. not bad. And it comes with the dice. Yes. Nice. Which is, of course, important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... As you can see, they're, they're mm -hmm. everywhere. It's yeah. just you need to look for and then also understand mm -hmm. uh, what is going to bring most more enjoyment for you and your family. Yeah. And that's why you want to look for that value. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do still have the two other groupings. Yeah. And these yeah. ones, once again, these go up in complexity, but then also in, I would say they can be very enjoyable and have that social thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, this just, at this point, it's kind of more of, price ranges so you kind of get an idea yeah so the next one would be the intermediate games is what i call them okay and that okay. one goes about 500 rand to about 3000 yeah and those ones uh would include stuff like the lord of the rings card game mm -hmm. uh tiny epic games yeah um and there's a huge slew of that series the yeah. tiny e epic games uh dominion yeah. wingspan like we talked about that one i consider yeah. more of an intermediate because yeah. you have to you, yeah, be you a little to, bit older yeah, for that apply one. Apply a bit of uh, uh, logic and intellect, so but it's not really for for young for young people. But I will say that was yeah. very enjoyable. I it enjoyed helps. that game. That was good. You see, the 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 nice thing with uh, games like Wingspan mm. is that the game was not designed for fun. Only, yeah. It was mainly designed for educational purposes, which is very neat because yeah. the way that game came out, it yeah. came out very well. And uh, when I looked at the reviews, they they said. Uh, by the way, the 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 guy who 
invented the wingspan was actually a uh, guy who specializes with the birds. What's it called? Uh, ornithologist? I, I think, think so. it is. Yeah. Ornithologist, I so. if I yeah. remember it. Yeah. So he specializes with birds. That's why the research is very in-depth. Yes, which yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah, it's very in-depth, you know. So you are not just playing a game, but you are learning as well. Yes. You know, yes. which which for me is 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 mind-blowing. Yes, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I liked the fact that a lot of it had to do with... Um, their nesting, yeah. their their feeding habits, all yes, of those things, yes. and so you had to understand. Okay, mm-hmm. this one, yeah. well, this one eats uh, grass and yes. worms. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. or this one only eats grass, or yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's it is very informative. Even if you very play, even if you're not trying to learn, you will yeah. learn something yeah. in that game, yeah. which made it enjoyable. Mm. Which was part of the reason why I put it on here, mm. Mm. and I do consider it more, like I said, an intermediate one. Um, and then there's a couple other ones I put on here, which was uh, Shadows Over Camelot and Arkham Horror, which, once again, yeah. more complex but still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You just have to have that right age group mm-hmm. and people that actually want to play mm-hmm. right, or want to learn. Um, the last grouping I was giving was the advanced games, and I, that's about as far as I went because I feel like once you get to advanced, it's yeah. just, yes, there are more difficult. Yeah. Those ones usually start off about a thousand rand plus mm-hmm. for those ones. And these ones would be like, obviously, Magic the Gathering, yeah. the most complex game ever. And Dungeons the, and Dragons. <laughs> one of the best-selling games of all time. Really? Magic Dun- the no, Dungeons uh, and Dragons. Yeah, and uh, Magic the Gathering as well. Yes. Th- those are the two... Uh, uh, best-selling games, especially under COVID, uh, Magic the Gathering yes. uh, topped up a lot of charts. Oh, yeah, I believe yeah. it, I believe it. And there's a movie coming out uh, oh, so yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. I saw, I saw oh, the yeah. posters. Oh, I'm sure. They, yeah. they came out with so many movies for that. Yeah. Um, there was also Mountains of Madness, yeah. which is another miniature style game. Uh, Warhammer, there's, there's quite yeah. a few that go in that genre. Yeah. But those would be like the advanced ones. Yeah. Once again, the main reason why I bring this up is because it gives you an idea of what prices you're looking at. Yeah. But the other side is, is as we talked about, you want to make sure you're getting that value. Yeah. Make sure it's yeah. something, especially during this time, something that you're going to be able to play with your family, yeah. friends, you know, uh, just something that will be enjoyable. Yeah. The, one last thing I do want to bring up since we were talking about places to go shopping for these things. <laughs> yeah. The last one. Never forget that there are people who own games that maybe they decide they didn't like, so they resell them. Yes. There's also some shops that will actually do secondhand sales. You can get good games, like what I got recently, Dominion, (laughs) (laughs) for a really inexpensive price instead of paying full price, and you can still get a game that you want, that you enjoy, that has that value. And you'll see more value out of it because, yes, maybe it is a... Uh, for lack of a better way to put it, pre-loved, a pre-loved game. Pre-loved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or pre-played. Pre-played, pre-loved, yes. <laughs> but it still has, as long as it's still in good condition, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Now, my, my friend, um, yes. thanks, for that. thanks a lot for, for that uh, information. Know, uh, <laughs> that info. blast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that blast. <laughs> I can feel the passion. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now I've I've got a, a question. Go for it. Two, two questions, in fact. Mm. Okay, I'll start with the first one. 
Now, when you're going through the list of uh, the basic uh, intermediate and advanced games. Yes, and novice. And, and novice, yeah. yeah. They, they, they come with their prices, right? About approximate, yeah. Yes. Now, the question is, um, what does it take to actually uh, produce, say, a game? For example... Um, uh, that's an advanced game. A lot of it is you're going to look at all of the stuff that's going to be put into the game. Yes, so, I, I want us to break that down. Okay. You know, because someone might be listening and thinking, uh, I would rather buy a snakes and leather, leathers, because number one is cheap, number two, it's a novelty game, a classic game. Mm. Number three, it's easy to play. Yes. And, and number four, uh, everyone knows it. Yes. You know? So those are the factors that True. would drive the decision. Now, um, you are talking of uh, Magic the Gathering. An average person doesn't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, within the gaming space, there's also a certain niche that focuses on complex games. Uh, usually, they, they are first movers. Okay. Usually, they follow uh, creators. They usually follow gaming communities. Mm. You know, and you'd find that uh, an average person or a lot of people are not part of that group. That group, you know, because uh, board games uh, have their own variations and their own just like everyone can drive a car but you have people that collect classic cars true because to them uh having this sort of engine means something Mm. having this sort of uh body kit means something you know and you look at the gaming community you have the general gaming community yes where everyone plays board games and then we have the niche within the game, gaming community okay. where people don't just play board games, but collect they, they collect, way. they follow the story, they buy the merchandise, they buy yes. the extensions, they meet up to discuss the game, you know, they break it down, they even go to the gaming tournaments, you know, mm. stuff like that, you know. So yeah. those are hardcore gamers. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so someone who's a hardcore gamer can understand what... Uh, mechanics go into creating a, a complex board game. Mm. But now for an average person who would look at a board game and think ah, a thousand or two thousand bucks is too much, mm. you know, but there are a lot of elements that go into creating that uh, yes. board game, for yes. example. So that's what I'd like us to uh, briefly touch on. So if we're looking at that, if we yeah. went from uh, something as simple as a basic one, yeah. a basic one usually has, it's either like just cards mm-hmm. or tokens. Yeah. And then maybe a pair of dice mm-hmm. for a very, uh, you know, like your Ludo. It'll have yeah. a board, it'll have some tokens, and it'll have a pair of dice. Yeah. You go and you do playing cards, it's just cards. You mm-hmm. go and do... Uno or yeah. uh, the Monopoly deal, or you go uh, chess, chess, just tokens. Yeah, you know. So you're just looking at these little pieces. Yeah, yeah. But it's usually very simple. It's a board and pieces, or it's cards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go t- up to the next step. You go to something that would be like a novice game. Yeah. 
So that one might have more pieces. Mm -hmm. So not just tokens for your pieces to move around, but it might have cards for various um, things that it it could do, that you Mm -hmm. can do as you're Mm -hmm. playing. You know, giving you different options, extra things that you can do to add on. So if you took it something like Monopoly, but Monopoly with, uh, I don't know, with a... uh, uh, a flamethrower or something. Yeah, with, you with, know? with variation. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Where you can burn down the other guy's houses yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it gives it it gives it a different uh, way of doing things. Yeah. So then you go on to the next to like your intermediate, where it gets more complex, where you have to have more interaction with yeah. the other players. Yeah. Not just give me something. It's more of like, okay, if I do this, you do this. And we'll we'll do this, or yeah. you can have, like I said before, the um, the co-op game. Mm-hmm. So pandemic, right? Yeah, you have to work together. So in other words, you have to talk with each other and be like, okay, I'm gonna do this yeah. to help prevent this. You do mm-hmm. that to help prevent that. Yeah, and in the end, hopefully, we can beat this game. Yeah. Um, then you go to something that's gonna be a little bit harder. You know, your intermediate. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to talk with each other. Okay, but usually on those ones, you'll have somebody that's a betrayer or is actually on the enemy side Mm -hmm. who's against you that you don't know. But in the middle of the game, it pops out. This guy's against you. So now you have to deal not only with the game itself, but you Mm -hmm. have to deal with one of your friends that's now long, no longer your friend. (laughs) (laughs) And so (laughs) you're going to have your you're still going to have your dice or you're still going to have your tokens, Mm -hmm. but then they're going to be playing things against you. So you'll have more complexity to it, more dices, more cards yeah. involved in it, and more uh, things. Some of them even involve uh, storybooks. So you actually have a story yes. that goes yes. along while you're playing the game. Um, one in particular, uh, Betrayal on Haunted Hill. Oh, yes, yes. I saw the, the, the cover. It has a uh, book beautiful. that goes with it. So yeah. you, you end up at random. You get a story that yeah. starts out your game that you're playing. You're exploring this house, and as you explore, something happens. And it could be one of your friends is now against you. Yeah. (laughs) It could be that you're running away from aliens. Yeah. It could be so many things on this. And then the next one would be your advanced, like we were talking about. So Magic the Gathering or Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons has books on top of books, on top of books to make it up. So in other words, you have your basic player's guide, which gives you just a few classes and a few races. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's say you want to expand that. Well, then you have to buy a book about some of the different races. Or you have to buy a book about some of the different classes. And then you have the basic monsters. Well, what if you want to expand the amount of monsters? Well, then Mm -hmm. you can do that. But you have another book that has more monsters in it. You can even go beyond and take your Dungeons and Dragons and go to what's called Spelljammer. Mm-hmm. And Spelljammer would be if you took Dungeons and Dragons and put it in space. Wow. <laughs> wow. So now you have to go out to different worlds. Yeah. And on top of that, you're flying in a space literal ship, mm-hmm. which would actually be a uh, like a water vessel, but it's got magic to allow it to travel through space. That's so, interesting, eh? Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. So you just start thinking about these things. Wow. So you have to have books yeah. that tell you, okay, this is the way this works. <clears throat> now, now uh, you mentioned books. Yes. Just imagine if Wingspan came with a book. That would be very interesting, actually. Nice, eh? I, I think I would probably read that. 
Yes. Yes. I think I would. Uh, I'm telling you. That I'm thinking now. Because Wingspan has more of an educational element. It does. Uh, than um, your fun element. Than your fun element. But yeah. it's put in a way that makes mm. it enjoyable that you actually want yes. to learn and understand. Yes. So if you can get that involved in more, yeah. uh, more games that we play nowadays, yeah. you could actually help. There's a there's a game that was uh, that came out a while back uh, called the Game of Life. Game of Life, yes, okay. And it's basically you living your life, going to school, getting a job, blah blah blah, you know. Mm. And it takes me back to a topic that we spoke about in terms of gamification. Yes, yes. Uh, you know. Wingspan is a good example on how to learn a subject uh, deeply, but mm. in a fun way. Yes. Which can help kids who can't sit still in class. True. And now I'm, I'm thinking, imagine taking all those elements mm-hmm. and putting them or making use uh, of them in teaching other complex uh, topics. Exactly. Like your history, your accounting, your physics. physics, biology, maths, and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, not only would that help, but it will make kids love the subject. Exactly. You know? So then my, my second question, okay, the first question was, uh, what was the first question? It had to do now. with uh, productions yeah. of games. Okay, okay, yes. Now, the second question is, uh, you are part of the gaming community yeah. now, right? But say you are an average Joe, you know nothing about board games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I present two board games to you. Okay. One... For example, Blood of Rage. It's a very complex game. Okay. And another one is um, uh, not too basic, say Pandemic. Okay. Now, which game of the two would you choose and why? What, what would be a few things that stand out for you? Okay. Let's say you've never seen these games before. Yes, yes. Brand Na- new yes. to the, the gaming. Yes. Now, now, the reason why I'm asking you this is that while we are educating people about uh, the dynamics of gaming, the board games and stuff, mm. and the pricing, you know. Yes. Now, there's someone who wants to up their level in terms of games. Yes. But they don't know because people are not very keen on buying something they don't know. Yes. Because chances are if you buy a very complex game, it'll sit on a shelf and gather dust. And because, you'll never play it. Yeah, it'll never be played because either you don't know how to play it and your friends don't know how to play it. Mm. So it's just sitting there. You know. Usually when you go, okay, yeah. if you're going to buy some of these games, those yes. two in particular. Say now you're walking on, on uh, you, you're walking the shopping aisle and then you see Two games. And for, let's forget about the price for now. You see two games. Yeah. What What are some of the things that would, would, well, <laughs> would stand out to first you? First off, in this yeah. particular instance, if yeah. you're walking down an aisle and it's yeah. in a uh, uh, 
like a supermarket or whatnot, yeah. right? Yeah. You're not going to see those two games. <laughs> I know, but come on now, work with me. Yeah. I, know. I am, I am. But but you're you're yeah. you're asking me this stuff, and I say, I would say number one, you yeah. probably only see those two games in. Yeah. An actual board game shop. Board game shop, yeah. So at that point, you would actually have somebody you yeah. could ask. Okay. Do you understand? No. But if you're if you're go- yeah. talking about okay, you go yeah. down. For example, if yeah. you went into there was actually a shop that I've seen where they have um, uh, Catan. Oh, Catan, yes, I saw Catan. Well. Yes, yeah. I've seen Catan a few times yeah. along with Risk and a few others. Yes, yes. Okay. So Risk is quite popular. Yeah, Risk is quite popular. Yeah. Okay, but let's say, like you said, an average Joe, and you go down this. Okay, yeah. Risk is not. It is quite popular, but it's not necessarily like I would say a basic game. That one's more okay. in the novice, and the reason yeah. why I say that is because yes, you may have seen it, mm. but a lot of people don't look at it and go, "World domination." That's the game I want to buy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The same thing as Catan. They're like, what is this? Yeah. Okay. But usually for most of those mm-hmm. games, you can look on the back, right? And okay. it'll actually give you a description of the game yeah. and kind of an idea of how you play it. Yeah. Okay. Very basic, basic idea of how to yeah. play it. Yes. It'll also usually tell you on the back, okay, how many people can play it. Yeah. And it'll t- tell you the length of time. Yes. And these are important because these are going mm-hmm. to tell you, and it'll give you an age group. Mm-hmm. One, it'll tell you, Okay, if this is something I can play with my family. Yeah. Two, it'll tell you, okay, uh-huh. how long will it take me to play this game? Yeah. Because Monopoly can take hours. Yeah. And we all know Monopoly, and we've all had that yeah. terror, shall yes. we say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But with those three things in there, you know, mm-hmm. your age group, your uh, how long it'll take, and mm-hmm. then what was the last one I said? My brain stopped. Katan. Uh, no, no, there was uh, there was three things that it always shows on the board games. It shows you... Uh, the age? Age. Description? How many, just, uh, no, sorry. Age, how many people, and the, and the, length, the length of time. The length, yeah. It gives you those three things. Yeah. So you know, okay, well, this is a four-player game, up yeah. to four players. That means yeah. my entire family can play. Or maybe yes. my family's larger, yeah. so I'd actually need a larger game. Yeah, yeah. So this wouldn't be something I'd be able to play with everybody, mm-hmm. right? So when mm-hmm. you're looking at games in the beginning... Those are some of the basic things you're going to want to look at because mm-hmm. you're going to want to see, okay, how many people can I play with? Yeah. If it's just two of you, mm-hmm. then most every game you can play. But if there's going to be more, mm-hmm. then you want to be like, okay, I want to be able to involve because once again, yes, you may be learning something new. Mm-hmm. But if you take that step yeah. to try to learn this stuff, mm-hmm. it's easier when you're around with people and you can read the instructions together and understand, oh, okay. Yeah. Because you're going to see it differently from the yeah. way I'm going to see it. Yeah. So that. The other thing is, is nowadays, honestly, I could tell you very simply, we have access to YouTube. Yeah. And a lot of the yeah. games that, that we'll talk about, they <laughs> yeah. actually have uh, the reviews. way it's played. Reviews, yeah. Reviews, but yeah. also gameplay, like yes. how it's actually played. Yes. So you can see, yes. oh, okay, this is the way you're supposed to play yeah. the game. In, in fact, um, when you booked us a slot at... Uh, Timeless, Timeless for yes. Wingspan. I had to go on, onto YouTube and see exactly how it's played. And but the nice thing was yeah. when we booked a slot, yeah. we booked it with, um, what do they call it? There's a They have a name for Some it. Some sort of guide. They have the a guide teacher. that teaches you how yeah. to play. Yeah, yeah. So it worked out very well. It was good. It, yeah, it worked out very well. So you, you've, you've answered me, um, you know, when it comes to what would stand out. Say you are, you are seeing 
the board game for the first time. Yeah. Now, uh, for me, it's it's those three things that you mentioned, but also the weight of the game. Yeah. You know, plays plays a huge role because the heavier the game, the more complex it is. Usually. It can be. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and also the the artwork. Yeah. You know, the artwork, it plays a huge role as well. Because we are visual people. We are visual people. And the artwork usually gives you an idea of what the game is all about. Yes and no. Yeah. Because that, that, there's that's some... Why, that's, why, that's why I used usually very carefully. <laughs> because, because I was just yeah. thinking of the other game we played at yeah. that same time, Azul. Azul, yes. That one's heavy. Because yeah. the pieces are heavy. The pieces are heavy. And it's but easy. But the game is simple. Simple, yes. It yes. Took, takes a little bit to get used to it. Yeah. But once you're used to it, it's like, ah, no, yeah. no. That, 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 that's a good point, yeah. The game is heavy because of the pieces. But because the pieces are made of... Uh, like glass, tiles. Tiles, yeah, yeah tiles, yes, yeah, tiles. Like tiles. So they're quite heavy. But the game is simple. It's very simple. But then the game is has a heavy design, if I can put it like it that. It does, but it's it's very enjoyable, and little very, kids yeah, very, could play yeah, it. Yeah, very very easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And one thing I like about it as well, it helps you visually mm. to to match yes colors, because some people are color blind. Yes, so it helps you to train your eye to match colors. Colors, designs. designs. It also has designs yes, in it. Patterns. So, yes. And also to be able to calculate moves. Yes. You know, so it it, it has that uh, huge uh, educational element to it. It does. Yeah. It, that one was very enjoyable, yeah. I thought. As, as well as a good game. Yeah. yeah. And and like, like I said, I really like it because, once again, when I think about things like we talked about, yeah. we're looking at the age groups and those things, mm-hmm. I think of my nephews. Yeah. I yeah. could see us playing that mm-hmm. game very mm-hmm. easily yeah. and them enjoying mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Azul is a good game. Yeah. Yeah, Azul is a good game. No, I, I definitely agree, my friend. Uh, no, this, this, this was uh, quite an eye-opener for, for me as well. It was very good. And yeah. I feel like hopefully people have learned and understand, okay, you can get started with games and start yeah. with something simple. Yeah. And enjoy it, mm-hmm. and maybe that's as far as you want to go. Yeah. Now, now that uh, we uh, have come to the to the end of our, our of our episode, um, I was reading about another sort of uh, business strategy when it comes to the toy industry. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Which is the Toy subscription service. Yes, those type of things, yes. Yes. Well, they've got subscription services for everything nowadays. Yeah. I've seen purses, I've seen hats, yes. clothing. I mean, it's... But but now f- f- for toys... Um, you since, can rent a toy? Yes. <laughs> since we spoke about buying toys for, 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 uh, for Christmas, you know, mm. for kids, now... Do you think uh, the subscription services would work, say, locally um, when it comes to, you know, say, renting toys for Christmas, uh, for school holidays? You might be able to, but the big thing would be is that 
you'd rent it, but then depending on what it is, you might have to put a deposit is what my bet would be. Okay. okay. Because you got to think about it, right? Let's yeah. say you go rent an Xbox, right? Yeah. You probably have to have a deposit on that True. only because True. if it breaks while yeah. you have it, yeah. you have to pay for it. Now, there's a, there's a, I have a list here of uh, companies that actually specializes in that. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to, we're not going to, we're not going to go into detail. Uh, I'm just going to tell you what they do. Okay. Okay, the, the, the number one toy renting company or toy subscription service mm-hmm. is called uh, Kiwi.co. Kiwi.co. Yeah, I think it's based in the UK, if I'm not mistaken. But it's called Kiwi. So they rent toys from uh, for all ages, uh, mainly no, not for all ages. Sorry, it's uh, mainly ages five to eight. Okay. Yeah. If you notice the toy, the toy uh, subscription services, hmm. they only they only rent uh, okay. toys toys for kids. Yeah. Not for adults, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely age group 12 yes. is the top, it looks yes, like. Yes, yes. So the age group is, um, I'm looking at their subscription lines. Ah, they have toys from... Oh, wow. All the way up to 14 to 100. Yeah, so, 14 yeah. to 100, yeah. But those ones are designed. Yes. Those so, ones are very much designed. Yeah, so okay. they're not electronic stuff. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Physical... Yeah. Ah, but these ones are very interesting. These are, mm-hmm. well, this one's a crate. Yeah. That's not the same as your rental ones. Yeah. Do- doodle crate. So they give you a crate that has all sorts of mm. things that you can play with. It's more like a, a mini oh, studio. I understand now. Yeah. Oh, this is referring to like the subscription, like the boxes. The boxes, okay. yes. Yes. Okay, now I understand. All so right. it's it's more like a... For creative, design, creative designs, stuff. Yes. yes, no, yes. that's good. So, which I think is a good idea yes. because I mean, number one, those toys are not easy to break. Mm. Number two, you rent them for use. Well, that one, those crates, yeah. those ones aren't rentals. Those are you buying. You're buying the 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 crate. Oh, you buy the crate. Yes. So it's like I don't know if you ever seen the they did one a while back. Uh, Towards the beginning with Funko Pop, where you got like a oh, box yes, and you yes, got all those yes, toys and yes, whatnot in it. Yes. Yeah. It's like that, except this one is for uh, educational toys, creative yes. toys, which is interesting. Yeah. And it's here in South Africa. Yeah. So amongst those, they do have toys that they, they rent out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, we have... Uh... No, I'm wrong. These are all crate ones, or, or right? Yeah. Yes, oh, okay. Kiwi mainly specializes in the crates. crates. Okay. Yes, so you don't actually rent them; you buy, but you're buying. You have a subscription. Yeah, so you're 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 subscribing, and they send you a box like a every box. month or yes. so, yes. and you get X yes. toys, whatever's in there. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Then you have uh, Green Pinada. Green so Pinata. Green Pinada uh, actually rents toys. Okay. But uh, just to make sure uh, I know what I'm talking about, let me just quickly open their website and see 
which services they offer exactly. Okay, then there's another one. While uh, that opens up, we have another one called um, Melkit. So this is mainly for STEM. Hmm. Uh, STEM stands for oh yes, science. The the educational technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah, education. Yeah. So it's it's Melkit, and then we have one for mainly babies. Uh, love, love very hmm. is L O V E V E R Y. Love very. Hmm. Okay. Then we have one for toddlers. Remember, there's one for babies, milk kids. Hmm. No, no, no. Love very. That's love for babies. Very. And then you have uh, best for toddlers, which is Sego mini box. That kind of makes sense, though, because when uh, you think about it, babies and and toddlers, because they grow. Yeah. Grow so fast. Grow so fast, yes. They grow out of those toys quickly. Exactly. So they could be resold or exactly. whatever else. So renting them is not actually a bad idea. Exactly. And yeah. they don't normally break toys. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, babies play with toys to kill time. When you're you know? older, then, yeah, you yeah. start breaking stuff. So they only start breaking stuff <laughs> when they become toddlers. Because that's where they start getting curious. Mm. And they want to open things or they want to throw things around, you know? Yep. Yeah. So for toddlers, there's a Sego mini box. Oh, okay. oh, so it does a crate box thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it comes with uh, all sorts of uh, learning material. Mm. So it's it's also mainly for play. Okay. Sorry, it's mainly for, for learning. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good because, I mean, you got to think even at that age group, yeah. you do want the learning. So it has all sorts of... Uh, uh, creative activities mm. you know and it also has an app oh it comes with an app which is very interesting yeah yeah and then you have for collectors you mm. have a toy box monthly which is for collectors Ooh, there and we then go <laughs> you have the a toy subscription service that is mainly for the whole family which is called Unbox Boredom. Unbox, Unbox Boredom. Oh, okay. <laughs> then you have uh, one for puzzles. It's a Buffalo Games monthly subscription. Hmm. And then you have uh, one for Lego, Brick Loot. Yes, the loots. That's what it was. The they were loot. called loots. Yes, yes, yes. And then you have one, which I think, this one I think is very interesting. You have one for autistic kids, which is called the Sensory Play Box. Hmm. Very interesting, eh? Okay. Very, very, very interesting. Uh, yeah, so that's that's it uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, the subscription services, which, by the way, has been on the rise yes. for the last few years. Yes. Because, the, you know, kids tend to get over toys very quickly. Yes. So now you have a box full of toys that the kid doesn't want anymore, you know. So it's money wasted, basically. So mm. if you have a subscription service, you know that you can rent that toy. As soon as, uh, you know, the kid is over that toy, you can yes. take it back. Or if the kid loves the toy, you can actually buy it. Mm. You know, which I think is good for parents who don't want to waste money. And uh, it's good to also know what a kid wants when it comes to toys. Although their taste may, may vary, you know, because a kid may be interested in one thing 
this month and the next month maybe interested in another thing you know we'll never know but it's it's always good to to have such services because they somehow they minimize the the headache and uh, the cost of buying toys that uh, you won't need eventually you know yeah and and also i i noticed that there's a lot of uh, educational element that comes with them you know so which i think it's a it's a it's a good idea so yeah maybe we might be headed that way locally as well when it comes to toy subscription services yeah yeah <laughs> that could be fun that yeah could be fun yeah i'm telling you so mm. we might be headed that way yeah so but uh thanks a lot for that uh topic not a problem yeah, i think it was good it's I quite think. interesting I've, I've, yes. I've learned quite a lot as well yes you know? well that's that's the important part yeah no, I have. <laughs> and i hope whoever is listening uh, has uh, learned just as much be good. Yes, and go to um, uh, uh, my China and get Azul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or code names, whichever one. <laughs> yeah. You never call them with code names. <laughs> by, by the way, I bought uh, code names for a family friend. Yeah. And they love it, eh? Yeah. As, as, a, as, as a gift, you know. Yeah. So I'm thinking now, who else do I need to buy it for? Instead of spending a lot of money buying gifts, exactly, you exactly. Know, I mean, it's one thirty. It won't break your bank. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a good idea to get. It that. is. It is. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool, man. Cool. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>